The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, Monday is back, but don't despair. It's another chance to begin again. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, October 11th, 2021, Monday of the 28th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle one. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the optional memorial of Pope St. John the Twenty-Third. Born in 1881, the firstborn son of a farming family in northern Italy, after his ordination in 1904, Father Roncalli returned to Rome for canon law studies. He soon worked as his bishop secretary, church history teacher in the seminary, and as publisher of the diocesan paper. His service as a stretcher bearer for the Italian army during World War I gave him a first-hand knowledge of war. He was named a cardinal and appointed Patriarch of Venice in 1953, a month short of entering his 70th year, Cardinal Roncalli was elected Pope, taking the name John. At his address opening the Second Vatican Council, he criticized the prophets of doom, who in these modern times see nothing but prevarication and ruin. Good Pope John died June 3, 1963. Pope St. John XXIII, pray for us. And let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that every baptized person may be engaged in evangelization available to the mission by being witnesses of a life that has the flavor of the gospel. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Today, Jesus speaks about the sign of Jonah in the Gospel of today. And Jonah was a prophet from the Old Testament, one of the minor prophets, and he went to preach to the city of Nineveh, Nineveh was part of the Assyrian Empire in Mesopotamia, which is now modern-day uh, Iraq. And uh, the Assyrians were the enemies of the Jews, and they were pagans, so he, he really went quite uh, reluctantly. But, you know, uh, ancient tradition has always accepted the historicity of this text, but modern scholars, well, they somehow think it's a, you know, that it's a parable or just an allegory. And, and one of the reasons they mention is because uh, he he tells them to repent, and they all repent. The entire city repents, right? and they thought that that's practically impossible and it's not attested to anywhere. Well, Jesus indeed mentions Jonah several times, uh, like when he talked about uh, uh, Jonah in the belly of the whale was a, was a sign or an allusion to the type of his own death and resurrection. 
but today he emphasizes the fact that those people in Nineveh did penance. Because when Jonah goes to Nineveh, he doesn't. He doesn't try to give them hope. Or he, he he simply says, 40 days and Nineveh is just going to be like destroyed." Right? And uh, and it turns out that's what they did. They they his enemies did penance, and God relented from destroying it. He's not happy with that, uh, Jonah. He he wanted to see them destroyed, right? Um, and so God is pleased with their penance, even though Jonah wasn't. So Jesus evokes this, that God was pleased with their penance. And he says this in today's gospel, This is a wicked generation. It is asking for a sign. The only sign will be given is, is the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. And indeed, a little bit later, he even says that this generation is an evil generation. It's an evil generation. So, well, how can we understand these words of our Lord? Well, perhaps we can understand it like this. The Ninevites did penance because they recognized the prophet and accepted his message. Whereas now, in the time of Jesus, Jerusalem did not wish to recognize Jesus, of whom Jonah was merely a figure. And when it says that the people of Nineveh did penance, what does that mean? It means they, well, they fasted, they denied themselves some, some comforts uh, as a sign that they had humbled themselves uh, in front of God who was inviting them to do that. And they, they changed their immoral ways. And what kind of change? Well, maybe people in the town were kind of reconciled with each other, the neighbors were reconciled, husbands and wives started being more refined, uh, they, they, they weren't like really harsh. Uh, Maybe the king started listening more to his subjects and stopped treating them harshly. There was penance, and then the whole tone of the city changed. Suddenly there was like, I don't know, forgiveness in the air. Love was in the air, so to speak. No? And no longer all this antagonism, this anger, this kind of like selfish denial. right? And, uh, and the Lord even says, well, okay, they did that, but there is something greater than Jonah here. And, but of course, there's something greater than Jonah. I mean, Lord, you're greater. It's like saying, you know, that the ocean is something greater than that puddle that I have in my backyard. Of, of course, Lord, you are greater. We know that you, that you are that infinite ocean, infinitely greater. But you prefer to tone down the difference between yourself and any figure, no matter how important. What you want to focus is on this message of repentance. Unless you do penance, he says, you will all perish in the same manner. He talked about the, those who perished in a given occasion there in the gospel. So, he talks about evil generation, you will perish. It's clearly an urgent message that the Lord wants them to do penance, he especially talking to them about an evil generation. Right? It's as though it were all written in caps. and you know. But think of 1917 when Our Lady of Fatima asked those three children, she said to them, pray, pray very much and make sacrifice for sinners because many souls are going to hell because no one offers sacrifices for them. In other words, no one is doing penance. And these were little kids, but they did penance, as Our Lady asked. They would forego their lunch. They would give their, their lunch to, to the sheep. Right? Uh, or, or they would spend all the daylight hours without drinking a single drop of water. And there were many other examples of real penance that they did. 
and because you know their hearts started beating faster out of love for God. And this is what we ask now, too, that our hearts start beating faster when we think of you, even now when we're doing our 10 minutes with you, Lord Jesus, in this time of, of prayer. And it has to be particularly striking that you said, this is an evil generation. How was that generation actually evil? I mean, that's, those are strong words. I was trying to figure this out. Since, I mean, all generations have at least some evil, none of them is per- particularly perfect. I, I, mean, I heard a YouTube preacher the other day very energetically saying, you know, that the, the generation we're in now is really, with all the moral disorders, is really evil because there are lax consciences, the parliaments are enacting unjust legislation. And, uh, you know, he just was saying, this is a really evil generation that we're in now. And I suppose you could give a list of the evil things people are doing, no, no doubt. But, you know, I suppose it could also be in many periods of history. Uh, there have always been evil emperors and people doing terrible things, you know, that, that has certainly been the case in other periods of time. But Jesus says, this generation is evil. And what is particular about this generation that he was living in? Well, it's, it's, it's the particularity that it had the grace to witness the incarnation, the reality of the Son of Man, walking in their midst. No other generation has had that. And yet, despite that great grace and the many miracles that he showed, many, many refused to believe. They kept asking for more signs, and nothing seemed to be good enough for them. Not miracles, not healings, not beautiful teachings. Even after Jesus resurrected, there were many who refused to believe, even though even the most greatest miracle of all time. They refuse to believe. And it's this, maybe that's, I don't know, but maybe there's this stubbornness in front of this greatness. And, and of course, there's something greater than Jonah here, right? And um, no doubt there were moral disorders at that time, uh, you know, but uh, there was megalomaniac maniac rulers like Herod and lots of people with pride. But this refusal to believe, this refusal to change heart, and this can happen to us too. I mean, that's, I think that's part, large part what made that generation evil. When you dig your heels in, when, if your heart is, is, is refusing to change. If your heart is open and willing and you listen to the message and it's malleable and ready for the truth, then you will be ready to embrace it, even if you have sinned. And, um, when our Lord was saying that this is an evil generation, he wasn't saying that with an anger, a tone of anger or anything flippant, right? He was, he was saying that with a tortured look. I mean, he was, he had a desolate look. I saw a beautiful painting by James Tissot of Jesus looking over Jerusalem and he's got his face buried in his hands and he's weeping. He's weeping because he can see directly into those hearts that he saw there below. And, um, and, and Lord, this makes you sad when we don't change, when we refuse to believe, when we refuse to do penance, because penance is a sign that we want to advance. And we can ask now the Holy Spirit, you know, to show us in what way am I hard-hearted? In what way am I unwilling to change? If we identify that aspect as being part of the evil generation, where do I say, that's the way I am, I'm not going to change. Where do I actually say that? Well, for the grace to change, for have any, to have any change, it requires that we have this interior fluidity on our part, that we have 
that that we'd be really be like soft wax that that thanks to the warmth of charity we receive the imprint of Christ on our heart on our soul and Christ our lord wants to leave the marks of his life on our our soul and uh, and and this is what we ask for this real conversion requires inner fluidity this uh, ability to change and maybe uh, lord i've gotten a little bit inflexible fixed in on my own ideas uh, and um, maybe i'm ready to talk a little bit but not much more we can tell the holy spirit to be inwardly malleable and the holy spirit wants to mold or sculpt you into a saint that god the, the saint that god wants you to be and we ask him to to whisper into our ear what needs to be pruned away and to show us our greatest defect or our dominant defect that would be marvelous if you could do that and uh, and it helps a lot to do it through penance let's be practical and choose some good acts of penance uh, i don't know waking up right away or you know eat a little bit more of what you don't like uh, or less of what you do like do the dishes smile at an annoying person and um accept the the bad back uh, i don't know tidy the room and things like that and all the whole world of interior modifications from you know um, vain memories to imagination our blessed mother especially uh, will in- intercede for us eh, so that we too have that interior fluidity to change and do penance I thank you my God for the good resolutions affections and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation I ask you all to put them into effect my immaculate mother saint joseph my father and lord my guardian angel intercede for me more of 10 minutes with jesus at relevantradio.com and on the relevant radio app this is daybreak Twenty-two past the hour on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday, October 11, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's begin this day of prayer led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And, and my, my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart. Who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. He shall receive blessings from the Lord, and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant, 
the Lord, the valiant in war. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart. How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart. How good God is to Israel, to those who are pure of heart. Yet my feet came close to stumbling. My steps had almost slipped, for I was filled with envy of the proud when I saw how the wicked prosper. For them there are no pains. Their bodies are sound and sleek. They have no share in men's sorrows. They are not stricken like others. So they wear their pride like a necklace, they clothe themselves with violence. Their hearts overflow with malice. Their minds seethe with plots. They scoff. They speak with malice. From on high they plan oppression. They have set their mouths in the heavens, and their tongues dictate to the earth. So the people turn to follow them and drink in all their words. They say, how can God know? Does the Most High take any notice? Look at them, such are the wicked, but untroubled. They grow in wealth. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart. Their laughter will turn to weeping their merriment to grief. Their, their laughter will turn to weeping, their merriment to grief. How useless to keep my heart pure and wash my hands in innocence when I was stricken all day long, suffered punishment day after day. Then I said, If I should speak like that, I should abandon the faith of your people. I strove to fathom this problem too hard for my mind to understand until I pierced the mysteries of God and understood what becomes of the wicked. How slippery the paths on which you set them. You make them slide to destruction. How suddenly they come to their ruin, wiped out, destroyed by terrors. Like a dream one wakes from, O Lord, when you wake, you dismiss them as phantoms. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, as it, was it was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, and, and will be forever. Amen. Their, their laughter will turn to weeping, their, their merriment to grief. Those who depart from you will perish. 
My joy is to remain with you, my God. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. And so when my heart grew embittered, and when I was cut to the quick, I was stupid and did not understand, no better than a beast in your sight. Yet I was always in your presence. You were holding me by my right hand. You will guide me by your counsel, and so you will lead me to glory. What else have I in heaven but you? Apart from you, I want nothing on earth. My body and my heart faint for joy. God is my possession forever. All those who abandon you shall perish. You will destroy all those who are faithless. To be near God is my happiness. I have made the Lord God my refuge. I will tell of all your works at the gates of the city of Zion. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. It is good to be with you, Father. In you is fullness of life for your faithful people. In you all hope resides. May you lead us to everlasting happiness. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. To savor your words is my delight, O Lord. Honey itself is not sweeter. From the beginning of the book of the prophet Haggai. On the first day of the sixth month, in the second year of King Darius, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai to the governor of Judah, Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and to the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak. Thus says the Lord of hosts, This people says, Not now has the time come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Then this word of the Lord came through Haggai the prophet. Is it time for you to dwell in your own paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? Now thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. You have sown much, but have brought in little. You have eaten, but have not been satisfied. You have drunk, but have not been exhilarated. Have clothed yourselves, but not been warmed. And he who earned wages, earned them for a bag with holes in it. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Go up into the hill country. Bring timber and build the house that I may take pleasure in it and receive my glory, says the Lord. You expected much, but it came to little. And what you brought home I blew away. For what cause, says the Lord of hosts? Because my house lies in ruins, while each of you hurries to his own house. Therefore the heavens withheld from you their dew, and the earth her crops. And I called for a drought upon the land and upon the mountains, upon the grain and upon the wine and upon the oil, and upon all that the ground brings forth, upon men and upon beasts, and upon all that is produced by hand. Then 
Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak, and all the remnant of the people, listened to the voice of the Lord their God. And to the words of the prophet Haggai, because the Lord their God had sent him, and the people feared because of the Lord. And the Lord's messenger Haggai proclaimed to the people as the message of the Lord, I am with you, says the Lord. Then the Lord stirred up the spirit of the governor of Judah, Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and the spirit of the high priest, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people, so that they came and set to work on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God, on the twenty-fourth day of the sixth moon. In the second year of King Darius, on the twenty-first day of the seventh month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai, Tell this to the governor of Judah, Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and to the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak, and to the remnant of the people. Who is left among you that saw this house in its former glory? And how do you see it now? Does it not seem like nothing in your eyes? But now take courage, Zerubbabel, says the Lord, and take courage, Joshua, high priest, son of Jehozadak, and take courage, all you people of the land, says the Lord, and work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. This is the pact that I made with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit continues in your midst. Do not fear. For thus says the Lord of hosts, One moment yet, a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all the nations, and the treasures of all the nations will come in, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. Mine is the silver, and mine the gold, says the Lord of hosts. Greater will be the future glory of this house. Then the former, says the Lord of hosts, and in this place I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God. Go up into the hill country and build a house, and And I I will will take take pleasure pleasure in it, it, says the Lord. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, and And I will will take take pleasure in it, says the Lord. A reading from a commentary on Haggai, by Cyril of Alexandria, Bishop. When our Savior came, he appeared as a divine temple, glorious beyond any comparison, far more splendid and excellent than the older temple. He exceeded the old as much as worship in Christ and the Gospels exceeds the cult of the laws, as much as truth exceeds its shadows. Furthermore, I might point out that originally there was just one temple at Jerusalem, in which one people, the Israelites, offered their sacrifices. Since the only begotten Son became like us, and as Scripture says, though He was Lord and God, He has shone upon us, the rest of the world has been filled with places of worship. Now there are countless worshipers who honor the universal God with spiritual offerings and fragrant sacrifices. This surely is what Malachi foretold, speaking as if in the person of God. I am a great king, says the Lord. My name is honored among the nations, 
and everywhere there is offered to my name the fragrance of a pure sacrifice. With justice, therefore, do we say that the final temple, the church, will be more glorious. To those who are so solicitous for the church and labor for its construction, Haggai declares that a gift will be made, a gift from heaven given by the Savior. That gift is Christ himself, the peace of all men. Through him we have access in the one Spirit to the Father. The prophet goes on to say, I will give peace to this place, and peace of soul to save all who lay the foundation to rebuild the temple. Christ too says somewhere, My peace I give you. Paul will teach how profitable this is for those who love. The peace of Christ, he says, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your minds and hearts. Isaiah the seer made the same prayer. O Lord our God, give us peace, for you have given us everything. Once a man has been found worthy of Christ's peace, he can easily save his soul and guide his mind to carry exactingly the demands of virtue. Haggai, therefore, declares that peace will be given to all who build. One builds the church either as a teacher of the sacred mysteries, as one said over the house of God, or as one who works for his own good by setting himself forth as a living and spiritual stone in the holy temple, God's dwelling place in the Spirit. The results of these efforts will profit such men so that each will be able to gain his own salvation without difficulty. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. They, they will, will praise you forever. Many nations will join the Lord on that day, and they will be his people. They, they will, will praise, praise you forever. forever. Let us pray. May your grace, O Lord, we pray, at all times go before us and follow after and make us always determined to carry out good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 22 minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes in conversation with God and morning prayer. All coming up on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday, October 11, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord reminds us that it's an evil generation that looks for a sign from the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. When the crowds were increasing, he began to say, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign shall be given to it except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah became a sign to the men of Nineveh, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South will arise at the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon and behold, something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will arise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, something greater than Jonah is 
here. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. All daily mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Now, when we say daily bread, that means a lot more than just getting enough food to eat. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. Give us this day our daily bread. A certain Asian legend tells of a king and his son. The king bestowed upon the prince a royal endowment that would enable him to live in a worthy fashion for all 12 months of the year. But the king decided that rather than give these things away all at once, he would distribute them in daily allotments. In this way, the king was able to see his son every day of the year and vice versa. This legend is somewhat analogous to our relationship with God. Our daily bread depends upon the prayers we offer each day. The fact that we ask only for today's needs implies that we will have another encounter with our Father God tomorrow. This is the way the Father encourages us to be steadfast in saying His prayer. The Lord taught us to ask for bread, that is, for everything we need to live as children of God. Faith, hope, love, joy, food for the body, and food for the soul. Docility to the will of God in everyday life. A heart big enough to understand other people and be of service to them. Bread is a symbol of all the many gifts that come to us from God. In the first place, we ask for whatever we need in a material sense. Then our request is for whatever we need for the health of our soul. The Lord wants us to ask Him for temporal goods. If their use is well-ordered, they can certainly help us to attain heaven. We find many examples of this truth in the Old Testament. The Lord Himself moves us to ask for what we require in this life. We should not forget that the first miracle worked by Jesus was to change water into wine at a wedding feast. On another occasion, he fed a great crowd of people who had followed him into a deserted place. When Jesus had brought the daughter of Jairus back to life, he asked that she be given something to eat. When we ask for our daily bread, we are acknowledging the fact that our entire existence depends on God. The Lord wants us to ask the Father for whatever we need. As a consequence, we are constantly reminding ourselves that we are children who depend entirely on our Father God. We can do nothing by ourselves. To pray the Our Father well with devotion is to recognize our radical poverty before the loving eyes of God. He will make sure that we have what we need each day. God will never let us down. When we pray for our bread, the Lord wants us also to keep in mind the intentions and needs of our brothers and sisters, especially those who have been entrusted to our care and those who suffer deprivation of any kind. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. It's 14 before the hour. Let's pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Each morning, Lord, you fill us with your kindness. 
Each morning, Lord, you fill us with your kindness. O Lord, you have been our refuge from one generation to the next. Before the mountains were born or the earth or the world brought forth, you are God without beginning or end. You turn men back to dust and say, Go back, sons of men. To your eyes a thousand years are like yesterday, come and gone, no more than a watch in the night. You sweep men away like a dream, like grass which springs up in the morning. In the morning it springs up and flowers, by evening it withers and fades. So we are destroyed in your anger, struck with terror in your fury. Our guilt lies open before you, our secrets in the light of your face. All our days pass away in your anger. Our life is over like a sigh. Our span is seventy years or eighty for those who are strong. And most of these are emptiness and pain. They pass swiftly and we are gone. Who understands the power of your anger and fears the strength of your fury? Make us know the shortness of our life, that we may gain wisdom of heart. Lord, relent. Is your anger forever? Show pity to your servant. In the morning, fill us with your love. We shall exalt and rejoice all our days. Give us joy to balance our affliction for the years when we knew misfortune. Show forth your work to your servants. Let your glory shine on their children. Let the favor of the Lord be upon us. Give success to the work of our hands. Give success to the work of our hands. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, send your mercy and your truth to rescue us from the snares of the devil, and, happy to be known as companions of your Son, we will praise you among the peoples and proclaim you to the nations. Each morning, Lord, you fill us with your kindness. From the farthest bounds of earth, may God be praised. From the farthest bounds of earth, may God be praised. Sing to the Lord a new song, His praise from the end of the earth. Let the sea and what fills it resound, the coastlands and those who dwell in them. Let the steppe and its cities cry out, the villages where Kedar dwells. Let the inhabitants of Sila exalt and shout from the top of the mountains. Let them give glory to the Lord and utter his praise in the coastlands. The Lord goes forth like a hero. Like a warrior, he stirs up his ardor. 
he shouts out his battle cry. Against his enemies, he shows his might. I have looked away and kept silence. I have said nothing, holding myself in. But now I cry out as a woman in labor, gasping and panting. I will lay waste mountains and hills. All their herbage I will dry up. I will turn the rivers into marshes, and the marshes I will dry up. I will lead the blind on their journey by paths unknown. I will guide them. I will turn darkness into light before them and make crooked ways straight. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. From the farthest bounds of earth, May God be praised. You who stand in his sanctuary, praise the name of the Lord. You who stand in his sanctuary, praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise him, servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing a psalm to his name, for he is loving. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, and Israel for his own possession. For I know the Lord is great, that our Lord is high above all gods. The Lord does whatever he wills, in heaven, on earth, in the seas. He summons clouds from the ends of the earth, makes lightning produce the rain. From his treasuries he sends forth the wind. The firstborn of the Egyptians he smote, of man and beast alike. Signs and wonders he worked in the midst of your land, O Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his servants. Nations in their greatness he struck, and kings in their splendor he slew. Sion, king of the Amorites, Og, the king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan. He let Israel inherit their land. On his people, their land he bestowed. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Where two or three gather in your name, Lord, you promise to be with them and share their fellowship. Look down upon your family gathered here in your name and graciously pour out your blessing upon us. You who stand in his sanctuary, praise the name of the Lord. A reading from the book of Judith. We should be grateful to the Lord our God for putting us to the test as he did our forefathers. Recall how he dealt with Abraham and how he tried Isaac and all that happened to Jacob in Syrian Mesopotamia while he was tending the flocks of Laban, his mother's brother. 
Not for vengeance did the Lord put them in the crucible to try their hearts, nor has he done so with us. It is by way of admonition that he chastises those who are close to him. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing Sing for for joy, God's God's chosen ones. Give Give him him the the praise that that is due. Sing a new song to the Lord. Give Give him him the the praise that that is due. due. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Sing Sing for for joy, God's chosen ones. Give Give him the praise that is due. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from from the hands of all who hate us. He He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Blessed be the Lord for he has come to his people and set them free. Because Christ hears and saves those who hope in him, let us pray. We praise you, Lord. We hope in you. We We praise praise you, Lord. We We hope in you. you. We thank you because you are rich in mercy. And for the abundant love with which you have loved us. We We praise you, Lord. We We hope in you. With the Father, you are always at work in the world. Make all things new through the power of your Holy Spirit. We We praise you, Lord. We hope in you. Open our eyes and the eyes of our brothers. To see your wonders this day. We We praise you, Lord. We we hope in you. You call us today to your service. Make us stewards of your many gifts. We praise you, Lord. We hope in you. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God our Creator, you gave us the earth to cultivate and the sun to serve our needs. Help us to spend this day for your glory and our neighbor's good. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. There's a whole week ahead of you just waiting for you to make it holy. Morning Air is coming up next. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's get together again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. You go out now, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.